Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in league, Noff is placed on polio watch after revealing he's been playing with both a hernia and shin splints. Jared Hayne pelted with apples on his first day in jail after the prisoner's requests for gummy clits was denied. Alex McKinnon applauds the NRL headshot crackdown after he had grave concerns that all the good parking spots would get really busy. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 11 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 400 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hey, you fellas. Great, thanks. 400. You're recovered from Magic Round. You good? Yes. 400. And how good is it that we're all here instead of for 300 where people had to make special one-off appearances? Exactly. Yeah, this is true. This is true. What a fucking turnaround. Was that was that the infamous hot and spicy nuggets or zinger nugget episode for yes, three hundred? That was. <laughs> yes. Was that actually was three hundred, was it? Okay. Yeah, that was when go. I was on the way over. Yeah. And you were like, I've I've driven a long way and I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'd be so hungry. <laughs> I had a long not, not like I had a long previous history of being fed when I entered that house and I got there and the cupboard was fucking bare. <laughs> Did you check the barbecue? <laughs> Shit was unacceptable. You, you were in the house of the most of like my favourite food Instagram account, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he couldn't find anything to eat. This motherfucker ain't going to let that me near his barbecue. Been, that may have been before I set off on the adventure. That may have been before I set off on that adventure. I think. Oh, how good, but um, potentially. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a funny deal. Four hundred. I mean, going going two a week is obviously massively brought forward the the timeline mm. and it's just it's a real it's it's really a shame that you know we didn't do one extra episode somewhere along the line to make 400 coincide with like sunday night yeah and like magic round yes because then uh because yeah then, then obviously um i think plans would have been you know set set in motion to do something then but i had a brief look through the calendar uh today uh, you know assuming two a week going through you know with a couple of exceptions like you know at the end of the year and stuff like that mm. and I think there's going to be another fuck how many this year I can't remember what the figures but it's it's not that far away from the grand final next year for 500 yeah fuck yeah based on the current trajectory so that would be fucking epic because that is a, I mean at the end of the day you know it's it's you know, it's worth raising the bat Sort of every hundred. Just yep, a live show on I stage think. with all the fuckwits in the crowd just heckling the shit out of us. Could you imagine Trotters, 
hammers fucking Jesus. You would well, be I, like, I can't. living hell for you. I can't. Living hell for you. Because the two you've just mentioned don't ever fucking show up to meetups anyway. Oh. So no, oh. I can't imagine that. <laughs> oh, that's cold. That's cold as ice, brother. <laughs> there are people I can imagine there that have consistently shown up to meetups. Yeah. Yep. Like your Grovers and, 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 and so on. There are people I can imagine there who bought memberships the night of a meetup just to turn up to the members function because they weren't able to make it to the grand final day function. So I can mm, imagine those. True. But the two yep. you mentioned, I cannot imagine. Wow. And I have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> yes, you do. That much <laughs> I will agree with. To, to learn some of the things that, that are in my imagination. No, no, I would not be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so in any case, it's a it's a nice little milestone to hit, uh, but the uh, the work isn't done. So uh, we plough on. How many till we catch Cam time? Smith? Oh fuck! What did that cunt end up? It was like four twenty something. No, fuck! I mean, I did say that, that would be the end, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to look it up. Let's get the exact let's look the line in the sand here. Cameron Smith. Here we go. What did he, how many did he fucking play? I mean, then then you get into the thing. Do you do? You, do, you do is it just club matches? Yeah, four hundred thirty-three, four hundred thirty-three club matches, and then if you if you throw the other shit like all stars and everything on the pile, you know you can add basically just over another hundred to that. Yeah, right. Queensland, Australia, all stars. So you know th- those guys there. So so oh yeah, four hundred four hundred thirty four hundred thirty-three. We'd almost get to that by the end of the year, I reckon. Nice. So, uh, so there you go. 433, episode 434. Once that's in the bag, that's it. Fucking Hang it done. up. <laughs> yeah. And pray and pray that he doesn't fucking feel like he's uh, missing out on too much attention and then, you know, <laughs> does that, pulls an Albert Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back to play fucking seven for the Broncos in 2025 or something. Um, <laughs> now, news this week. What the fuck was the news this week? I saw I saw a couple. So no, I didn't see anything you know, massively interesting to me. But um, I will I will just uh, bring a couple of uh, stories up. Um, like signing news, it's fucking boring. Um, actually, it's all signing news at the moment, though, isn't it? I mean, Origin won't really after this weekend. I guess the Origin talk will start really ramping up again. Who's playing? You know, who are the bolters? Who's this and who's that? Mm. But um, is there yeah. anything particularly? All, all of the I mean, news. We did say we were going to talk about week. the. Um... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Is it, all of the news this week are signing rumours, mm-hmm. and it's things um, that I hope will happen, such as Mitchell Pearce being signed by the Cronulla Sharks. <laughs> yes, I hope that happens. Um, that would be tremendous. I I haven't hoped this hard since I was a you know eight year old kid waiting for Optimus Prime on Christmas Day. <laughs> but um, the, everything else is hearsay and and rumor. So, oh, I think it's I think it's more than hearsay that that the Broncos have continued their signing spree by signing Queensland State of Origin star Bronco. <laughs> And they've got massive revenge on the Melbourne Storm. I was 
dramatic pause yes, for by effect. signing Branko Lee. That's it. Well, like, actual <laughs> rep player. Actual yeah. rep player. Yeah, I mean technically, but the same same the same reason that like in the same the same sort of line and rationale that Corey Allen is Queensland's fullback. Yeah, true. Um, and have they fallen into the trap? Spoilers. Yes, they have. Of expecting people outside of Melbourne to perform like they did inside Melbourne's system. Yeah, like honestly, players that left Melbourne, how many of them excelled? Greg, I can think Greg of two. Inglis. Harry Grant, Greg Inglis. But I mean, I, I I dare say that they didn't build Greg Inglis either down there. I mean, that guy was always a special player and was always going to be correct. The player he was, even if he had played for the Bulldogs. Yep. I think he still would have been trucking people on his way to yeah. a ton of losses. But yeah. I think he still yeah. his individual game probably would have been similar. Um, like, you know, Torhu Harris is going okay for the Warriors. Um, I mean, Matt Orford's the, the king example. I mean, like, he fucking left and got the Daly M the very next year. And, yeah, but again, and, you talk about one season. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Steve Bell, the same. Um, but... Any, anyone else, you, you're talking about people like Maloney who really were never a, a storm system player anyway. Like, you spent some yeah, time yeah, yeah. there. Yep. But, um, yes, we'll be interesting to see. Um, and Now, we did, say, we did say, though, the other day, yes. on Sunday, or Monday night, we, did, we, we were going to talk about the whole crackdown. The crackdown. And so I think that's probably the, the still probably the biggest, the biggest story of the week. So, <laughs> is this going to be the final crackdown? Is that what you're saying? Of course, it's not going to be the final fucking crackdown. What are you doing? So, thoughts about the crackdown? And who wants to start? I mean, Give it, it was time, fuck's sake. The most divisive thing since the start of the season when the new rules sucked. Mm. Yeah. So it's the most divisive thing in two months mm. <laughs> since the last divisive thing. Yeah. I will say that the, the timing of it to be implemented on a weekend and that was really showcasing the sport for Magic Ground, I probably, I've probably got some, some questions around that. But I also completely get the reasoning behind... The, the crackdown and, and the long-term view around potential, you know, and I, I think, you know, there's an underlying feeling that, you know, in t- and Philandis has pretty much said something along these lines that, you know, in 10 to 15 years, there's potential, you know, litigation and stuff like that around CTE and, and guys with um, serious repercussions from, from concussions and head knocks and all the rest of it. So... I can see why, and, and I don't disagree with it. I think they, they have to do something for, for the longevity of the game and the safety of the players, but um, to have such a crackdown and, and the the way that the, the referees really, you know, carried out their instructions and implemented to the letter of the law, it probably took away from the spectacle of Magic, magic Ground on the field in my opinion, to, to some degree. I dare say that uh, that, that 
players getting sent off the field actually created more spectacle, <laughs> such as people every single time play stopped and it looked like a penalty was being, going to be awarded. There was the there was the excitement that couldn't <laughs> be attached to it. He <laughs> 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 made it. It was like a it, it was uh it, it was like a lottery environment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. it, it was like one it was like one of those movies where. You know, like you're watching a horror movie that's got no cast members you've ever seen before, so you don't know who's going to go next. And so there was some genuine tension in, in every single tackle of the game because was it going to slip up? If it did, was the person getting sent? Who knows? Everything was on the table. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, I think the only complaint I have about it is it was way too quickly implemented. Like the amount of notice was so minimal. And obviously, players should be able to conduct themselves in such a way where they're not fucking hitting guys high. Yep. Day to day, but just the the advance notice about this was going to happen and how severe it was going to be and all that sort of thing was obviously a fucking ambush to all involved. Yep. And and could have been, you know, implemented in a more, I guess. Not as not not as scaled up level, and also with a, like a, a bit more of a run up. Um, is this is this is not going to be the way things are going forward? I would imagine we'll see next. Uh, we'll see we'll see less this weekend as they sort of dial it back a touch. But I still think we're going to see some for sure because because the it's like the, and I always bring it back to that that penalty blitz in like April twenty eighteen. Same thing. There was a couple of weeks of that before the media and everything got to such a stage where they felt like they had to sort of back it off a little bit. Yeah, I get that. I don't feel this is an accurate comparison because of what you may mention of before. There wasn't the genuine risk of legalities obliterating the game in its entirety in the future with that penalty blitz. So yeah. what Volandis is doing here is a lot for show and it's a lot to be able to say that they took swift and immediate action with zero mm. tolerance on XYZ. Now, yep. the only way this could have been better implemented is if it was done sooner. You know, it, it, It's not feasible for them to go, look, um, head highs are bad and they're causing concussions, but we're going to let you do it for six weeks while you get used to things. There's there's no there's no uh, no punishments while you get used to things. What they've done here is gone. We we have no tolerance on this. It's now gone. Yep. The funny thing is, a couple of weeks ago, there were a bunch of people talking, and you know, Paul Gallen was one of them. Around uh, oh, it's um, they know what they're getting into, and you know, all of these people who have played the game. I've never met anyone that's that's got issues. I've never met anyone that's you know losing their memory. I've never met anyone like this. Just today, mm-hmm. I read an article where he says that he carries around a notebook and a pen now because he's afraid he forgets things. <laughs> you know? and, uh, yep. And it's fucking scary if you think about it. All of a sudden, there's enough focus on this, and it's become publicly acceptable to see head trauma and its effects later in life as an issue right and this happens all the time when things are spoken about and when things are brought out into the open 
there's an acceptance of them and so the stigma around yep. them goes and now people are talking about it like Spud Carroll was talking about on whatever show he's on um, about how it's an absolute worry for him yeah you know that he thinks about how he played the game and and knowing what they know now about HIAs and players not being able to play he's talking about him and people he knows that were knocked out the week before yeah. And yep. then just got in and, and went straight back to it the following week. So I think that on its own means that it, the, the crackdown doesn't really ease off. Yep. Uh, and again, in a perfect fucking world, yes, they would have done it at the end of last season and said, we're going to implement this for next season. Here's a whole off season. But then the counter argument to that is it's always been illegal to hit cunts in the head. Yes, that's it. So and, we, and so, what it comes down to more, not so much the not so much the ruling and, and having to rub it out, because I mean, that's even though you know, before crackdown, I mean, it was part of the rules of the game. Yeah. So it's not it's not new. They didn't change the rules. What they did They're was change the referees, uh, the severity of the punishments for it. Instead of putting something on report and dealing with it at the judiciary, you know, that now it's you know a guy could get binned yes. or sent off. Yes. Um, so that's what's changed. In, instead of missing yeah. potentially. You know, two weeks following, you miss some time now, which also the other thing that you've heard bleeding for ages is somebody throws a head high in. Oh, well, where's yeah. our advantage? We lose a play to an yeah. HIA, potentially for the whole game. Where's yeah, our advantage? And they get suspensions later, but we don't get anything out of that in the night. Well, you fucking got it now. Yeah. And they'll still find a way to complain. That's it. Though. So this is exactly and all, what all I want. People have been like, in principle, got no problem with any of it. The only the only thing that I want to see is like consistency, mm-hmm. and that's really hard because these things they ne- they're never exact replicants of each other, you know. That's it. Um, in terms of tackles that are made, but I mean, like that one that Tyson Gamble got got uh, binned for against Manly on Friday night was like was it is was it worse than the Matt Lodge one in like the first fucking set? Yeah, that's or was it. it worse than or was it worse than Tyson Gamble's not in the first half? Mm-hmm. You know, probably not. Yep. You know, but but they didn't start they didn't start you know sending guys until you know twenty minutes before the end of the game when it was kind of over. So that's the part they really need to fix up. And look, I, I get it. I mean, it's it's so hard to to put like a black and white criteria on these things because if it was a black and white criteria and mm. it's like any contact above the shoulders is gone, then we'll start getting sevens. Yeah, <laughs> and that's sort of, that sort of shit getting played. So look. It's hard for them to have discretion to about to keep in balance. So mm. I don't have any I don't have any answers here. I just hope it's more consistent, or they can kind of work to find, you know, the criteria of, um, you know, it's a penalty like I'm sure you, a minimum penalty every time there's the slightest contact with mm. the head. That's the first step. Then they need to find some sort of methodology on and how do they differentiate that stuff? Like, what's a penalty? What's what's a sin being? What's a send off? Yeah, I think that's a big challenge no. for the referees as well to Huge to challenge. you know implement that sort of criteria and judgment on each particular mm. tackle on the fly. Um, one yeah. one thing mm. I was thinking about um, just today was imagine some of the like some of the biggest. Um, you know, head highs from the game o- over the years. If those tackles happened yeah. like last weekend, or, or probably for the next few weekends until it until they work it out, or or not, you know, from from here on in, say, you know, Hopoati on Galloway, or 
Terry Lamb on Ellery Hanley, 89 grand final. Um, you know, look, are these cunts playing again ever? <laughs> if that happens, like the suspensions. Well, I mean, like they, you know, the hop, the the hopper one pretty much did fucking close yeah. his career down. Yeah, I mean, he was he was sent off on the day, and then he received some astronomical like twelve yeah. weeks or something yeah. Yeah. on the back end yeah. of it as well. So, so it was one that was probably adequately punished, punished yeah. as badly as it would have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as badly as it would have been today. I mean, but there's some other, like the like Terry Lamb one wasn't fucking punished. No, though. he won a grand final <laughs> at all. Mm. Yeah, uh, he was on the field that whole fucking yeah. Game. yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean that one that one would have been different mm. for sure. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. because he would have been sent for, for uh, absolute yeah, fact. absolutely. What, what I think may happen is there's been a lot of talk about using a five minute sin bin. Yeah, instead of a ten. Um, you know all all these things tend to worry um, the fans of peasant clubs. Because what happens to elite clubs is you get a player sent off the field, you score two tries, uh, and then your player comes on with fucking fresh legs because they've just had 10 minutes at a Gatorade. So, <laughs> you know, fucking Viva Love Landys. <laughs> Are there any other stories you want, you want to talk about in particular? It, I mean, I, it's, it's all just speculation and, uh, about... about uh, Player movements and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's it. That, that's I mean, that's really unless you, want, unless you want to talk about the you know the the return of Albert Kelly to, to <laughs> rugby league. Um, I mean, because he's just been playing England. Obviously, it doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> and what that means for Milford. But honestly, hashtag fuck the Broncos. Yeah, that's it. Um, look, the the other one that I wanted to talk about was that the NRL have committed to trialing. Uh, two new technologies to help detect forward passes. So a- at this stage, uh, th- those claims are being made by the inventors of the technology, which of course they're gonna they're gonna fuck. obviously talk their share price up. That's it. Um, it's early stages, but what they've agreed to is a trial of the technology in training matches to determine okay. if it meets their needs. So. You know, again, this is the sort of thing. If they were doing this and shoving it in a game and saying, "Now we've got this technology," um, then I'd have massive issues with that. Uh, but uh, un- unlike the the head high blitz, it looks like they're going to go very, very slowly with this. It's ex NASA technology or, or ex NASA uh-huh. uh, technicians that are working on it. Yep. But, um, yeah, ho- hopefully they can get rid of forward passes but also stop that issue of judging passes that are released backwards but float forwards due to momentum um, yeah, being called yeah. as forward. What's the timetable for that? I No timetable yet. It's just very early stages. Because the idea, right, rather than, like, you know, training matches, I think they should just do the same thing as they did last year for the, you know, award the try straight away and... You know, set up dead the conversion. Like, yeah, just like in the, in the last couple of games in the year, yep. and, you know, like peasants like the Dogs and the Broncos are playing. Yeah, that's it. Just put them in there where it doesn't affect anything. Yep. And, uh, and go from there. Yeah, nice. Okay, let's look forward to some games. Round 11 games coming up this weekend. Thursday night, we're back, and it's uh, the Abattoir. 
with the North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Newcastle Knights. Cowboys side uh, has Cohen Hersey failing HIA, so he's out. Gilbert comes in the starting side, and Halem Lukey joins the bench, and he'll be making his uh, NRL debut. And you just look at that sort of out of peripheral vision, it's like a helium, you know, so I'm sure that's what he's gonna, people are going to call him. Uh, the Knights, Heimel Hunt's done his hamstring, he's out. Um, Braden Musgrove returns to the wing, and uh, that's that. So, uh, Tex Hoy at fullback again. And uh, Musgrove and Phoenix Crosland in the halves. Cowboys big winners for me. I think so. Newcastle didn't very, uh, impress me at all last week. No, and, was, and the Cowboys are quietly playing okay. Yes, yeah, they're playing. They're 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 playing better than better than average, and they're hanging in their games, and you know, jagging a lot of wins as well. Yeah. Um, and so they, you know, they're looking like you know potentially the twenty twenty one Queensland team premiers mm. <laughs> from the little round robin series. There, the Knights like there's not there, there's absolutely nothing. He's got Bradman Best is is uh, is in the side here that I'm looking, but I'm sure I saw that he's had a very very minor. The hamstring injury, maybe, and so he's going to be out. Yeah, for like he's a week out. Or two. Kurt Mann's in the centre. Yeah, I don't. That's it. I don't have uh, Bradman Best in. I I think the difference here is going to be in the halves. In that, you know, Newcastle's got a forward no pack one. that that on its day can match up with most. Yep. You know, um, Clem and and Saifidi and Frizzle have have really got a massive ceiling you can't say too many bad things about a forward pack that includes Tom Lolo and Jordan McLean uh, but I think Clifford and Drinkwater are starting to build such a nice little combination with each other or more than mm-hmm. starting to build re- really do have uh, a synchronisation that comes out well so at home Cowboys too hard to beat yep at home, anywhere, doesn't fucking matter. I think Cowboys the, are too is good. Is it the type of combination, Jay, that you would then blow up in preference of Din and Townsend? Mate, exactly. <laughs> it still exactly. fucking baffles fucking me. <laughs> They've spent a lot of money on stuff that on areas they probably didn't exactly need. It I know I keep, apparent. I know I keep bringing it up and I keep harping on it, but you just, yeah. if it was me, I would just stick with those guys. But again, yep. with with everyone that's out, that what they need is some strike power in their outside backs. Like they've mm-hmm. got Val Holmes, mm-hmm. who is a fantastic winger, okay fullback. And apart from that, like Cole Felt's getting to the end. Yep. Who else have they got that excites you in their outside backs? Yeah, like you know, like Hammer probably. Yeah. Is an exciting player, but yeah, uh, uh, you know they're not they they are not a you know there's not an embarrassment of riches or anything there at all. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think Cowboys too good. Mm. Agreed. Friday night pub slot game with two of the great pub sides. The Warriors take on the West Tigers at Central Coast Stadium. <laughs> the Warriors side. Okay, so Bailey Sirinan's injured. Josh Curran, uh, Rocco Berry also injured. Uh, Marcelo Montoya returns. Murchie goes into the starting side, and Kane Evans back in as well. West Tigers, one to seventeen, same as last week. James Roberts is on the uh, 
bench or in the extended reserves, I should say. Uh, but I don't think he'll be forcing his way in there just quietly. I think the the Tigers are just going to stay with what worked, pending injury, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got to get up. Warriors extremely up and down side. I think they're there for the taking for the Tigers. I agree. I think the Tigers uh, will continue last week's form, sprinkle a bit of improvement over it, and uh, be far too good for the Warriors. Mm. Too strong what area forwards. Are they improve there. Sorry. What area are they going to, are they going to improve? Oh, I just think that um, you know they they were a little bit soft in patches against the Knights and, and allowed the Knights to score a couple of soft shit house tries, which they've had in their game. And um, I think they need to, if they can tighten that up and and continue the you know the attack that they showed last week, I think they're um, more, than, more than capable of handling the war. Sorry, one sec. Um, they can yeah. definitely handle the Warriors in the forwards, and I think just the uh, the attack that we showed last week will um, it'll be enough to get over the Warriors. Is is scoring a fifty burger last week a risk to the Tigers? Well, we didn't score fifty. They didn't get close to fifty. What are you fucking talking about? Scored thirty six. Up, oh, sorry, thirty. Um, but is is the the blowout they had um, too much of a risk to their ego? Like, are they at a stage where they're grounded enough to realise? No, not fucking grounded at all, mate. <laughs> that much is clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Because I remember what I see a lot of in the West Tigers now is a Penrith side from probably you know sort of three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. where they were so fucking inconsistent and there was so much potential there and they'd have one of those outstanding games where everything just clicked and everything looked smooth and the next week would just be in absolute shambles and whoever they played would put 18 on them in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, to that I'd say that it's pretty obvious that in large part the reason for our inconsistency has been a real lack of confidence, um, and I think last week, you know, they they sort of broke the shackles a little bit in attack, and and that'll give guys like Tommy Talao, who had a great game, um, confidence. I think Dewey with an, you know the game in the centres, and and there's not as much talk around the selections this week. Um, Brooks was great last week, so I am. Um, I think that the extra confidence should give them, um, you know... It should be a positive. Yeah, I think so, to yeah, okay. to, to trot it out again. But, you know, it is it is still the Tigers and the way they've gone this year and we've we've all made plenty of jokes about it. There's nothing to say they won't get done by. Uh, the Warriors will come out and they'll have a Diamonds game and the Tigers' confidence will be shot again for another week. But mm. I'm saying we'll beat them by 30. Nice. Or 30, all right. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the Tigers can definitely win. I'm happy to put the kiss of death on them. Thank you. The Sharks take on the Dragons in the late Friday game at Netstrata Jubilee. Uh, the Cronulla side unchanged 1-17. to Sean Johnson on the reserve bench. Uh, the Dragons side, 
Okay, here we go. They were one of the more uh, affected sides by the crackdown, as we saw last weekend. And uh, Maguire, Fuimono, Rawalawa, and Sims all suspended. Dufty's out injured, so Ramsey gets his chance and goes to fullback. Pereira returns on the wing. Uh, Finai comes in as well, Max Finai. Uh, Burns replaces Fuimono in the centres, while uh, Ford and uh, Famosili are the new second row. Combo and uh, Jaden Hunt is debuting from the bench. Look, I, I, it was all doom and gloom for Dragons around their fan base after their game, and yeah, you know, wondering what was going to happen at the judiciary. And as I look at their lineup as it stands there, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's. I, I think that's mm. that's about the best side that they could put together. Yeah, and I and I don't and I don't think it's that bad. Um, especially against the Sharks, who are in full tank mode. Dufty's a big loss. Massive. He is a big loss, but I mean, it's it's. You know, he's definitely on the outer too, though. At the same time, yeah, that's that's the thing and, about the Dragons that I don't get, and I have mentioned it previously, and, and um, I'm not sure if it was Trotters or, or someone else that come back and said that the reason that Dufty isn't being re-signed or they're hesitating to re-sign Dufty is because they've got their sights set on Cody Ramsey as as the one. Um, so I'm interested to see how how he travels in in Dufty's absence uh, with his opportunity with at, at fullback. Um, I just I what I've seen of Cody Ramsey doesn't impress me to any great deal, but um, he certainly doesn't have that one factor of blistering speed that Dufty has, which yeah. I just don't know why he'd be so willing to shift that on if nothing else but anyway the, the perception they have and um and you know this is the, i mean the dragons organization has is that duffy's obviously gr- a great attacking player mm. but he's not a complete fullback and so it, i guess they're saying on the other side of things you know defensive and things like that yeah they don't feel he's a complete like he's an actual fullback okay whereas cody ramsey's preferred position is fullback and now he gets his chance. And I remember reading an article today saying that, like, you know, like Dufty was struggling to get a new deal as it was. Yeah. Or he was, you know, or he wasn't he wasn't struggling to get a new deal, but nothing had been decided. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was in that mode where he's, you know, trying to earn himself his next contract. And now he's got the injury. It's opened the door here for Ramsey and that could be, that could spell the end. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I think Dragons would be too good still, even with the, the outs. Um, in the suspensions, yeah. I, I think they'll be too good for the sharks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, like the you know, the, the sharks did play some. You know, they had some good moments in that game against the rabbits. I mean, but they had gone down twenty nil before those moments happened. Mm. Yeah, you know, and they and, and when they did start to get some points, when they did wake, you know, they kind of woke Souths up again. And they sort of finished them off with a quick try or two at the end there. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really hard to to pick the Sharks at all because no matter what happens with the losses or the you know how heavy the losses are they'll trot out the same 1-17 to 17 pending injury week in week out and there's just no doesn't seem to be any real urge for improvement or mm-hmm. you know like they're not changing things up to win it's just like they're really just the, marking time until next year yeah the, the Sharks to me haven't adjusted to the tempo of the game they're probably one of the sides that have adjusted to the the new normal uh, a little bit less effectively than others in that their whole game plan previously was we'll beat sides that we're probably not supposed to beat 
by frustrating them into a loss, mm. by slowing them down, by turning it into a grind, and by out shit countering them, you know, in within the game. And now you just can't do that because a weight of possession ends up against you, and it's untenable to to operate games like that. So until Cronulla can can adjust to that, then I I don't think there's going to be too much consistency there. I think Cronulla have a handful of guys, for Fida being one, Woods being another, and dare I say it, as much as I love the guy and I've always been, even from Penrith Junior days, Wade Graham, um, yeah, to to a lesser degree than the other two, but certainly it still applies to him. I think the twenty twenty one NRL style, the games passed them by. And, and you can't have – well, there's three names off the top of my head, and if I look through their, their entire roster, there's probably a couple more. Um, yeah. You can't have that many players in your top 25, top 30 that are unable to be competitive to the same level uh, that they have been across their career in today's game. And I think yep. – and, and then put in – you know, in tandem with the fact that they've got a caretaker coach who is doing exactly that. He's a caretaker. He's yeah. He's mowing the lawn. He's keeping the hedges trimmed, and fuck all else. There's, <laughs> you know, it's it's Fitzgibbon's job from next year. But you know, this this year, I feel like they've already put it in the bin. Mm. Yep. Agree. Now, where are we? The Titans take on the Doggies at our Hope Solo Coliseum. Um, SASA and Peachy have been suspended from the Titans. Um, Tino moves to lock. Uh, Mo, Big Mo starts up front. Uh, Stone and Clark join the bench. And uh, Ash Taylor is in 21 on the extended bench. Doggies. Okay, so Tui Katoa is out, so Meany moves to the wing. Um, Aaron Shoup named a centre for his debut. Uh, Dylan Napa replaces Ogden on the bench. And Dory replaces Elliot in the back row uh, Elliot goes to the bench <sighs> Titans would want to bounce back the Titans would want to bounce back they're at home um, and, it, and it is the dogs yep, yep. look and I mean you can't tip you can't tip the dogs in a good conscience no no but in saying that you know I could you know if the dogs were to win I wouldn't be the least bit surprised I mean the Titans like we know they've got you know great forward pack yes this is also the team that lost a game having a lead having a two player advantage against a team that had scored what was it four points over three or four second halves of football yeah so you know let, let's take that into account yeah yeah Look, I mean, you, you know, you you have to assume the Gold Coast Titans are going to win this game. Yes, but it's yeah, it's one of the ones that I'm one of the, the you know less confident picks, even though it, it seems obvious on paper. I mean, the Titans, you know, you remember they 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 raced out to that lead against the Broncos. It was like twenty two nil after as many minutes, mm. and then and failed. They were and they were pretty much pulled back by half time. Yeah, you know, in that game, I mean, and the Dogs. Are one of those sides that 
will just sort of hang around there and just take the abuse for a while and then all they need is something to fire them up be it a you know a high tackle or if they manage to jag a try or something and they can they have shown that they can put like you know a couple back to back so look I'm, I'm, I mean I'm you know, I, I would never, I would never choose. You know, I would never make a pick other than the Titans for this game. But you know, I can see a world where the where the doggies somehow jag it because the Titans yeah. have been disappointing lately. Yeah, agreed. The Roosters take on the Broncos at the SCG Saturday afternoon. Uh, Roosters one to seventeen from last week, which has got to be a first for this year yes. or close to it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so so they've hit rock bottom. Um, the Broncos side, big changes, huge changes. Albert Kelly comes into the club and uh, straight into 5'8". <laughs> Anthony Milford has been dropped to Intrust Super Cup again. Corey Oates is out of the side, I imagine, because of how much he was burned by Saab. <laughs> Uh, Ricky is suspended. Corey Oates is out with third so degree burns. Keenan Palacia. Yeah. Keenan Palacia comes in on the bench for, for Jordan Ricky. Kobe Hetherington replaces Danny Levi on the bench. And uh, Levi goes to the 21 jersey on the Is Ricky bench. suspended? Yeah. He is. So, look. Sam Walker revenge game. <laughs> Roosters to say like that Broncos team looks uninspiring would be a fair understatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did. And their their one nominal their one nominal strength in their side with their forward pack doesn't really particularly look that strong when compared to a massively injury riddled oh. Roosters side. That can still that can still bring out you know your 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 letters and your Isaac Lewis, your Crichton, Tupanua, and Bradley, <laughs> please, Bradley. Yeah. Honestly, like if Bradley doesn't get HIA in this game, the Roosters are going to fucking win by plenty. Correct, plenty. Yeah. yeah, and and if he does, they'll win by a small margin. Yeah, I, I feel like he's really super important to that side. Mm. Yeah, he is. like he like the wheels can come off them without Bradley. But you know, then they've got like Takeahu's who's sitting there on the bench, and that butcher. I mean, it's you know, yep. Fucking Broncos smashed yep. by what is like the sixth strength variation of the Rooster side. Yeah, it's season. embarrassing. Yeah. So you know, perhaps they've reached rock bottom in terms of injuries. The Raiders take on Storm, GIO, Canberra in Canberra. Okay, so Whiten, uh, Papali, and Hodgson uh, all took early pleas. They're all suspended for this match. Sam Williams comes in to partner George Williams in the halves. Uh, Dynamis Louie goes into prop, and uh, Brad Schneider joins the side uh, for Hodgson. Hudson Young plays lock. Yep. Sutton returns early to fill the, ba- the vacant bench spot, and the Melbourne Storm side. Nico Hines returns to fullback, uh, with Pappy failing his HIA from uh, being knocked out in the game last weekend. Uh, Chris Lewis in the halves with Jerome Hughes. The cheese is back at hooker and uh, re- replacing the injured Tyson Smoothie. And uh, Aaron Penne joins the bench. Look, I found the Canberra Raiders uninspiring. And while they sort of, you know, sort of, I guess, they, I guess technically they kind of broke their second half hoodoo thing. 
Thor.gif. Yeah, <laughs> it, was the, it was against the dogs, and I'm yeah. not convinced. Melbourne Storm, they can they can compete with any side of the competition with this variation of their side right now that is riddled mm. with injuries. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Uh, as, and, it, and, and as missing a couple of their best players. You know? It's such a shame that a replay of the grand final from two seasons back mm-hmm. is nowhere near as exciting mm. as it should be. And I blame Ricky Stewart squarely for killing rugby league in Canberra. It's it's so bad they've got to trot out the Williams sisters in the halves. I uh, I can't see Jesus. Melbourne. I can't see Canberra getting within forty points of Melbourne. To be quite honest, <clears throat> no, I, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be uh, that kind of. Mate, they let the dogs yeah, score points against them last week. <laughs> well, then again, so the storm. Well, you make dogs yeah, put eighteen. You make a valid point. So, basically, two shit clubs fold them <laughs> both. <laughs> Storm by Plano. Yes. The Rabbitohs take on the Panthers at Apex Oval. Where's Apex Oval? Jared? Wagga? Wagga. I want to say Wagga. Right. Every, the trail every, is back at fullback. Every time. No, Dubbo. Dubbo. That's the yeah, Dubbo. Dubbo. Yeah. Dubbo. I remember I had a mate's sister and she, um, you know, we, we, we were up here, we were up in Brisbane and, and she moved down to, and she was, you know, going to university or, you know, work, living down in Dubbo. And she used to talk about, you know, oh, when, you know, she was in Sydney and in Sydney, you're like, you went fucking Sydney. Yeah, in Sydney, you're in fucking Dubbo. You're in fucking Dubbo. It's a big fucking yeah. difference, mate. Don't try and fucking yeah. pull it over. It's else. like living in Falkenbridge and saying, I'm from Penrith. Fucking Falkenbridge, mate. That's a niche one. What are you going to try and do? Fuck him in the ankle again. Yeah, um, why not? Wow. <clears throat> Fuck, you die on some strange hills. (laughs) Doesn't he? It's like, who's the nicest, most popular cunt that I can hate? Yeah. I don't hate him. I love him with with everything that I have, which is why I mercilessly... Which is hatred. That's all you have. (laughs) I've seen the way you parent. (laughs) Now, all this hate aside, Latrell Mitchell is back at fullback for the Rabbits. Yes. So, um... Benji resumes his interchange position. Cody Walker goes back into the halves. Mansell returns to the wing for his revenge, revenge game. Revenge game. Oh. And uh, and Jacob Host returns to, to replace Hamaselli. So, look, it's uh, while not full strength, it's a better-looking rabbit side than we've seen in many, in many a week. Yeah, mm. really is. Panther How long is Cam Murray out for? I've no idea. Plenty, though. Um, Campbell Graham's in 21, so he's edging his way back. But, uh, yeah, I've no idea about Murray. Um, okay, so the Panthers side. Capewell returns. Uh, Liam Martin's benched. And uh, Hopgood is off the interchange. Otherwise, about the same. Yep. I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah, th- this is one of the true tests for Penrith. And, again, I'll, I'll repeat what I say every week, that every every week people come at them playing their best football mm. uh, and yeah, they're, they're obviously the ones to knock off everybody wants the scalp South's come at them with a fair bit of firepower compared to most most That's other sides South's actually have the ability to worry them um, mm. The where I think this one will be won is in respect for the ball you know this is going to be 
a high-intensity game, and I really fucking hope that Souths bring that uber defence that they've shown a couple of times this season. And this is just a game of, of really of guys trying to trying to annihilate each other in defence. Mm. Uh, and it becomes a battle for territory. And the team that respects the ball or the team that can, can keep possession for longer will be the one that gets there in the end. But a good test of Penrith's resilience and their patience. One of the things I've been happiest about with them this year is that they are comfortable playing an 80-minute game of football. They're comfortable getting in there weathering the hard patches weathering the momentum shifts doing what they need to do to change it making smart decisions uh, and if they do that then then they can get over the rabbits I think the game would be a lot more uh, even more competitive if Cam Murray was there uh, for the rabbits I think he's a massive out and I think it's probably the difference I think Penrith will win but I, I, I don't think it'll be by any more than 8 points yeah, I think I think rabbits need a little bit more time to build. Uh, yeah, they've been disrupted heavily by injuries over the last you know sort of what month and a half. So, mm. and and in that time they've been you know they've 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 clocked a, a number of wins, but I mean they've also had that you know that massive flogging the in the hands of yeah. So like I just think that they need to you know get to their you know and there's plenty of time left in the season. They're obviously you know in in uh, one of the great positions on the ladder at the moment. So they really just need to. I think they need to build and try and get into the finals, you know, close to injury-free, I think, to be a, a legit threat. But, you know, it's an interesting game. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Um, finally, best of last, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Parramatta Eels at Bankwest. Joey Lussick could debut for the uh, Eels this week uh, as he has been named in the side um, in 16 on the bench. Um, Manly side. Okay, so Kieran Foran's out with a hand injury. So Cade Cuss slots in there. Uh, Marty Tapaus named it prop. He may be, you know, benched to start the game as they, as they have been doing lately. Um, and uh, Zach Sadler's back to fill the bench vacancy uh, vacated by Cust in uh, getting on the starting side. Otherwise, fairly settled lineup. I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to this game. I've been vocal about not rating the Eels. This season, so far, I feel like they had a soft draw. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've uh, struggled to put teams away, and uh, this is the week when all of that fucking when the when the bill comes due. Really, Eels can't win this fucking game. In fact, if they make it competitive, I'll be very fucking surprised. Wow, this is the game, boys and girls. This is the fucking game where 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 people fucking learn. <laughs> what the what the fuck is up? <laughs> and I'll tell you what's up. Fucking manly fucking seagull cock right up the fucking Parramatta eels. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's always been, the way it always will be. I've heard enough. Para thirteen plus. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I'm looking for someone to make an argument about how the Eels can win this fucking game because I just can't see a pathway to victory for them. Nathan Brown's going to be in the bin for at least 10 minutes this game, potentially 20. Correct. During that time, Jason Saab and or Tom Trevojevic are going to score at least two tries on aggregate between them. I'm not yeah. sure how the distribution goes. 
I'm not prepared. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I can't see the future. I'm not a fucking psychic. I fucking I hope know. the on, the only skin I have in this game is that we're getting close to Origin, is and I fucking skin? hope that this is billed as a competition for an Origin jersey between Tommy Retardo and King Nutho, because I I want Gutho to understand that he is not a fucking first-choice representative player. He's not a tenth of the player, fucking Tommy. Before Tommy eventually biscuits himself before Origin and Gutho gets the spot anyway. But I want him to know that he wasn't first picked. If Gutho fucking... I mean, if they select Gutherson in the 17 for game one of State of Origin, I'll fucking start supporting Queensland. Dead set. He will 100% be selected. He he is absolute fucking dog shit and a large and he is, he is a large part. He's thirty percent of the reason why we lost last year. Well, he's he an origin player. Hold. He bleeds he glory blue. Hold by Kurt Capewell. Absolutely glory hold by Kurt In the Capewell. Sentence. And that was and that was before we knew about the glory hold thing either. That's it. I mean the video came later. <laughs> but we saw the video it on the didn't field. actually we exist. The, we we saw the dramatic reenactment. <laughs> It changed the space-time continuum, yeah. <laughs> and it made something exist to explain how bad Gutho was. And I, I just, I, I just don't see, I just don't see Wanga Blake having the fucking defensive fucking facilities to deal with what's going to be thrown at him either. Yeah, true. I mean, and, and like, and Op- yeah, Opacek, same. Yeah. Like. I, I can I respect Parramatta for the way they've gone about this season and beaten the pit teams in front of them, but I don't fucking understand it. I don't I, I don't understand. I mean, and they're going to fucking they, learn. Here's the thing: Param, Parramatta are living on an early round victory in the rain against Melbourne. Yeah, that's what their 2021 reputation's built on. Yep. And to their credit, they they legit achieved that victory. It's a thing. It happened. It happened. You need, yep. you need a laurel in order to be able to rest on it. Correct. You know? Um, yeah, I think Manly's got too much attacking power for them. Yeah, and they are heavy underdogs in this game too. So, uh, as we say, the more you put on, the more you get back. Anything to add, Glenn? No, I just feel like you've I feel like you've taken a leaf out of my book and you've said a lot of things that could potentially be used against you on a later episode of this very podcast. I, I, I am happy I am happy to make the big call because you know what? If Manly I am also happy to make the big call, but quite often they get if fucking Manly, jammed if back Manly up win, if, if Manly win like I like I, like I just said they will, then I will never fucking shut up next week. <laughs> and if and if they do and, and if they do happen to somehow you know get beaten, most probably by referee interference, oh. then I'll oh. then I'll make sure that that you know that referee is fucking called out for his fucking misbehaviour. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If 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 something fucking different happens, then this different thing would be it. Fucking hell, yeah, yeah! If my nan had wheels, she'd be a bike. Fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't for those pesky referees who would have won every game 40 nil since 1940 fucking seven fuck me 
You're not wrong. You're fucking not wrong. You're not wrong, Glenn. I mean, it's taken a couple of... I mean, like, you know, it's taken 12 years, but you finally, you finally fucking get it. Who said that the ed- who, who said that the educational fucking institutions of theirs are, are, are poor? Campbelltown. I mean... Campbelltown High. Look at this boy. I put, a, put a little fucking star on your fucking forehead, mate. <laughs> Mailbag time. Let's see what we've got this week. Here we go. Ryan first up said, there's been rumours floating around about Chris Sandow potentially making a comeback to the NRL despite having limited experience in first grade recently. Surely he has to be at the top of the Tigers list to replace Luke Brooks. (laughs) Surely. Look, I saw some stuff on Twitter today talking about Chris Sandow and him talking himself up, like, you know, saying yeah, he's amazing and how great he is. And look, Albert Kelly's playing in the halves of the Broncos this weekend, so, I mean, is it really that far Never say never. Never say never. And also, West would be a safe landing spot for him because they don't have a functioning leagues club. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Balmain doesn't, at least. Um, it's a fucking hole in the ground. Like, it is literally a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, it all adds up. Yep, tick that box, it's happening. West Campbelltown is chock full of pokies. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, I mean, he's... The, the time out of the NRL is about the same for him and Albert Kelly. So, I mean, maybe if the Albert Kelly experiment fails at the Broncos, maybe the, the SOS will go out to Sandown next. Surely he's not going to play NRL again. Surely. No, no. You, you wouldn't think so, really. I mean, the, like, we can make our jokes about the Tigers and things like that, but there is no Just club. Just pause for a second, such- though, and tell me that the reason Albert Kelly is getting a start has nothing at all to do, or there was no one in Brisbane fucking head office that went, yeah, Benji's still playing okay, though. Yeah, agreed. Tell me that yeah. is exactly what a rugby league club would do. Oh. Take one fucking example of one of the most special and gifted players we've seen in a while, <laughs> and go, oh, oh, yeah, this is the same as that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right up there with yep. he played fullback. We'll make him a five eight. Yeah, yeah. Applies to yep. everybody. Yep. Remember that time there was that great fullback, and they moved him to five eight, and he became a serviceable five eight. So that that's just going to happen with every fullback now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. It's science. Yeah. Uh, James says, when your team is the NZ Warriors and have got an Aussie CEO, coach, coaching staff, strength and conditioning staff, and uh, now have way more Aussie players than we've ever had, it now feels like we're a different team. I'd rather lose games than our identity. It seems like some clubs, not just mine, ditch their own backyard for players that are from elsewhere and have no connection to the club other than a paycheck. It's disappointing. Well, fucking you've got half your wish because you're still losing games. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, look, honestly, that, that's probably more important for the Warriors than any other than, than any other side. I mean, they still got plenty of Kiwis, though. But yeah, I don't know what the deal is with all the staffing sides of things. I mean, they're you know they're they're non visible sides. But don't for one second think that I would ever condone hiring Brownie as the coach. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a massive fucking mistake. Yeah. 
And that's nothing to do with his heritage or his nationality. No, this is his issue. Although, the, again, the, there is then something to be said for <coughs> at club level. Yeah. You know, and I know that the Warriors are the only team over there. And realistically, New Zealand is nothing more than a glorified suburb of Australia anyway. Yeah. So, really, you're reading far too much into it. Your national team, fair enough. If you start to get, um, you know, Aussie board members and and coaches and things like that, and you're worried there, fair enough, be worried. But at club level, like, Nate, do you give two fucks that, you know, Jason Saab drives from Wollongong? Nope. There you go. You know? nope. And I know I know suburban identity is very different to national identity. Um, you know, I'm, and and I can see that you know being a key where you are trying to have a national identity. Um, but uh, you know, just yeah, don't don't read too much into it. Focus more on the team and focus more on the quality of personnel you can get. I would think they'd probably have more chance of having. Uh, Kiwi strength and condi- conditioning staff. If you know there was uh, some sort of training training regime outside of having people erecting scaffolding on the Gold Coast, which is about the extent of Kiwi training or strength and conditioning. So, hence they've got to get some Aussies in there to do it properly. God damn it, boy! You did a racism. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me well, Daddy. You taught me well. <laughs> Oh, God. Hammers, a bit of controversy in uh, Major League Baseball about unwritten rules in the game in regards to the spirit of the game and how the game is played. Are there many, if any, unwritten rules in rugby league? Not many. I think the first thing you should have said, yeah, if any. <laughs> no, I think I think the first thing you should have said was actually explained what exactly the controversy about the unwritten rules and all that sort of thing is. Because um, I don't, I'm not aware. I, I I haven't seen the news. I haven't seen what happened. I'm not sure what the deal is. Yeah. So your um, first mistake there was assuming that anyone understands or cares about baseball, uh, short of watching cunts get hit in the face with them. Yeah, that's pretty. So exciting. that was I don't think fantastic. That was unwritten rule. I think that's a written rule. That's it. <laughs> um, so feel free to rephrase your question next week and tell us what the unwritten rule is. And then we can answer it. Because there yeah. is an unwritten rule not to send in shit questions. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't Man, think there are that poor many rules in rugby league. Uh, anyway, right? I'm just trying to get myself off his fucking imaginary who would you bring to dinner list. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen how the cut cooks. <laughs> uh, I, I can't think of any unwritten rules for rugby league. Right. Um, Daniel says, what are we going to name the Tool Nation D-Gen Racehorse? <laughs> undefeated. Um, it has to be undefeated, Aston. <laughs> yeah. Tigers in decline. There you go. Asterisk. A-S-S-D-E-R. They'd kill it. If you did A-S-S, they'd kill the name, though. You couldn't do it. Okay. They're all these, you know, standards and... Yes, true. I mean, they don't care about whipping the cunts until they drop dead <laughs> or break their legs and get behind the fucking curtain. 
But they are. Uh, don't call don't call him a rude <laughs> name. But, but don't call him a don't call him a rude name or a name with innuendo attached to it. <laughs> Could you call it like coming paprika but spell it C O M I N G? You probably could, you know. You could probably get away with that one. Yeah, you would. Because that's like that, that's like that's niche to us. Yeah. So yeah, you could get that. Yeah. Uh, just a Grover put in there fireball. <laughs> no. And and Ryan put in head injuries. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, self-inflicted, motherfucker. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, he didn't punch himself um, in the head. <laughs> Uh, James said uh, I'm all for sin binnings but it'd be better if the players returned to the action running up the tunnel to the sound of their own theme song like it's their turn in the Royal Rumble Capewell could run on, the, run on uh, with that glory hole by Steel Panther <laughs> yeah I don't think he would want that to be his theme I, song I don't though. think so usually with theme songs they're kind of selected by the players yeah however if he was at like a you know uh, and it was an away game and I was the guy in charge of, yeah of course you would yeah. do that no. Um, if it was Capewell, it'd be that I'm not in love song. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, oh, here we go. Chris says, should Penrith fans be insulted by all this anti-PVL malarkey? We dominate all that cross our path, but it's not about how good we are, but how shit the game is now. Teams just need to get good. Well, as I said before, fucking please send players off. Because as of now, 100% of the time it happens to us, it's a fucking 12-point advantage. <laughs> so, um, I, look, I don't think too many people are saying Penrith are winning because of Volandi's ball. If Penrith were, you know, ninth or 10th last year, made very few roster changes, and now we're leading the competition then you'd probably have a bunch of people talking about how that's the reason for it. Uh, but they were grand finalists last year. They were good in last year's rules. They're good in this year's rules. That's because last year's rules are essentially this year's rules with, you know, some tweaking. Yeah, there mm. you go. Yeah, that's, what, that's when it started. It actually did start so. after COVID. <laughs> so um, Dan said, disregarding concussions and crackdowns or whatever, why are so many people equating more sim bins or send-offs as a worse product? Personally, I love the drama of it. Even when it's someone on my team, it still gets me on the edge of my seat. It's like getting a multi-ball in pinball. <laughs> in the rare cases where you've got a player from each team off, it's even better. You get expansive footy. People say it was the worst round of footy ever, but I didn't mind it. And if you're saying it because you think it affected the result, well, you've got to play by the rules. Okay, cool. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, hey? Mm. like it, It's a shit go to get a speeding ticket. But you don't get them if you're doing the limit. If you're fucking speeding, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Jody says, uh, is the concern the NRL is showing about head knocks going to be the same passing phase as the blood bin? Mofos are allowed every week to run around with blood literally pissing out from their bodies, which a few years ago the NRL cracked down on, but now just let it play on. Yeah, I think I think because no one cares oh, about AIDS anymore. Yeah, but I also don't think they... I, I don't think it's that bad with the blood. I mean... It gets to the point where they do, you know, they you got one referee, so they don't have the ability to sort of see it as quickly sometimes. But the second yeah. it is, it's like you know they've got mm. to get them strapped up, and if yes. they can't, if, if they can't stop it, then they've got to get them off. And they still make I them mean, change their jersey and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I mean, that still exists, like the you know. So, well, I honestly uh, don't think that this is going to be a passing phase. I, I think it's here to stay. I still, I still don't think I, 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 whether it's because of player compliance or referees just slightly dialing it back a touch I think they will find a a level that's 
ultimately less than what we saw on Magic Weekend. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the, I think that people need to prepare themselves for the fact that the Simbin is going to be more readily utilized by referees going forward. And it's going to become you know, one of those fact of life sort of situations. Yeah. Um, Robert uh, says, are the Knights the most worrying team for their fans? All the shit teams are trying to rebuild, but the Knights are the final product, but are woeful. And is it Anthony Seabold's fault? <laughs> I don't know if they're the final product. No. But I feel like they've squandered. They've, they attracted, you know, they got Mitchell Pierce and then they attracted some great forwards to the side, which also assisted with the development of like the Saifides and stuff. And they developed a side that looked like they were, you know, with Kalen Ponger and blah, blah, blah. Looked like they were... You know they could cha- you know, not challenge for the title, I think, but you think you would expect them to make the finals, though. Yes, mm. hasn't eventuated. No. So, while I would disagree that they're the final product, yeah, I would, I would, I would say that they've. I feel like they have squandered like a golden period of a gold, like a golden period of recruitment that they had, where they got yeah. some big names like Clemmer and. Frizzle, Mitchell Pierce, and so on to the side, and yeah, and, and obviously, yeah, the first domino to fall there was probably when they when they got Ponger off the Cowboys. True. Oh no, getting getting a a young player that hadn't really played much first grade, just just because they guaranteed him a first grade spot, essentially. I don't think it was a big coup. I think Clem was one of the first big names. Mm. Frizzle was a, was a big signing. Frizzle this year, yeah. yeah. He's been <clears> the <throat> recent one, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and even Pierce, to an extent, really wasn't wanted. You know? Um, I, I think the Knights, to have a, they have a plausible excuse in terms of they have been crueled with injuries. Yep. You know, they, they lost all of their hookers at once. They've had um, Blake Green fuck himself. They've had Mitchell Pearce injured this year. They've had periods of time with inconsistent rosters. Yep. So that I think that's what they'd throw out in terms of excuses. But yeah, I, I agree with you. They've gone from a, a team that's on the up and up to now a team that's underachieving. Mm. Yep. All right, uh, Warren. So, do you do you reckon the Sharks versus St George game will be NRL standard, given all the missing troops from two below average teams? No. Well, I mean, it, you know, it will be, but um, you know, on the lower end of the scale, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, as as we'd expect from you know the old, the, the tanking Sharkies. I don't think it would be um, you know the type of low standard that the old Monday night Sharks versus Para games used to dish up back in yep. the day. Um, yep. But, yep. yeah, I, I think there's there's enough in in St. George, if if nothing else, I think there's enough in the Dragons to uh, to, to, to raise a standard to a certain degree, but um, it's, you know, it's, it's still not going to – it's still going to be a, a long way from – Penrose South, <laughs> that's for sure. Yep. Um, that'll do for the mailbag tonight. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it full time for episode 400. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. Head to thisweekatleague.com forward slash links to uh, 
get a link to our Patreon page, our social media communities, and everything else that we're doing. Um, if you'd like to support the show, become a patron. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation. Uh, drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. Uh, we've got a couple of reviews came through this week on the iTunes. Uh, we've got one from uh, Mullers298, uh, five stars. Uh, no Fs given. In this crazy world of PC madness, it's quite refreshing to hear these three degenerate Fs have a bit of fun with some A-grade banner and quality footy analysis. The boys cut through all the BS you hear from mainstream media outlets and provide opinions based more on facts and innuendo. Keep up the good work, lads. PSF the Broncos. <laughs> we've got another one here from Tim the Sparky. Five stars. And uh, help stepdad, I'm stuck in the kayak. <laughs> I was first introduced to Twill a few years ago on a return flight from a FIFO stint in Western Queensland. The post-real dad era was in its infancy. I was just as confused as the four-year-old amidst the real marriage breakup. <laughs> Through the tears and popper in hand, we push on. <laughs> the unapologetic opening lies deter the faint-hearted which keeps the community planted around the pod the boys have grown. During the last year, I haven't seen a community rally together quite like this one. Nowadays... The real dad is back after all the hard work is done. The trio parallel, parallel a real-world step-family dynamic with Nate constantly reminding Glenn why he left and Jay always there to rub his nose. <laughs> after the bi-weekly episodes, the Twill Nation rallies together in a Facebook group to talk games, tipping, confectionery and more. Extra content available through the membership system and you're better off sending those dollary dues to the boys than Foxtel. 90% more content, content and one ad. Storytime and Popo are shit yourself funny with listeners providing a connected experience through the mailbag write-ins. The parental advisory for this week in league is somewhere between PG and not suitable for classification. (laughs) 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 Thank you, sir. And uh, speaking of the Patreon, I'll give a shout-out to some of our wonderful patrons, Brendan, James, and Mally, one of our long-time listeners and supporters from over in the US. Thank you, all you guys. Uh, Tipping... Jumeka out on top as he has been for several weeks now. Lachlan H and Bega nineteen seventy eight follow, followed by a bit of a jam there coming from uh, what fourth through to tenth with Warmest uh, Duhig played against Sammy Dipsy Benny Tippy Jack WC ninety four and Fabsy rounding out the top ten. And that is it, folks. Do you have anything else that you would like to say before we wrap this one up? Tigers by thirty. Why? I'm that confident. I'm that confident. <laughs> I'd like to throw a special shout out out there to the special cunts that are listening to this episode and to everyone that's been there, whether you've been there for, for all 400 or whether this is your first one, whether you've gone and come back or, or been with us the whole time, whichever era you joined in, um, legit this this doesn't hit 400 um with without Nate's fucking hard work and many late nights fucking editing messaging me going you fucking muted your mic or worrying about Glenn fucking driving home and crashing into a tree and <laughs> I, hey 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 just I never that, that ne- I never worried about that yeah well sorry you didn't worry about that but you worried about how hard it was going to be to get in touch with Greg Alexander to ask him how you should behave. Oh, um, yeah, that, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> as a shout-out to the listeners, legit, we fucking love you all. We appreciate you, cunts. Thank you very much for 400. That's sensational. That's it. I'll see you for 500. What he said. 
We'll throw a real party. That's it. Later. Okay. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.